When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Trot's Life, and it is NADOC week, and we are celebrating Indigenous Australians in harness racing, and if there's been a bigger family that ticks both boxes than the Caffin family in Australasian harness racing, I don't know who they are, and very, very fortunate to have uh, David Caffin on the line. Dave, uh, come in, Spinner, mate. Uh, How are you, and whereabouts are you today? Hello, Toby. No, we're uh, enjoying this lovely weather on the uh, the east coast, on the uh, central coast of New South Wales. Unfortunately, mate, we've uh, we've got about three hundred mil in the last two and a half days. But mate, we're we're still here. You know, there's a lot more people worse off. So I'm not going to complain and bore you with that. Three three hundred million rainfall or dollars? Just just, play, just. In, in, in rainfall, <laughs> I, the three hundred would have come in handy. Don't worry about that, Toby. Would have been a couple of cartons of beer and uh, yeah, a little go on the wangers. But um, no, mate, it's uh, it's just been torrential here. We've had oh, it's been it has it's really kind of hit the industry hard here, mate. I think so many people are a lot worse off. I'm on the central coast here, but um, I'm kind of on a bit of a rise where I'm. Yeah. Reasonably lucky, so I'm kind of I'm still functionable, mate. I'm still I'm still hanging in there, you know. I'm still hanging in there, Tove. Now I'm not sure where we'll start this, but we might go right back. I think to your grandfather, Jim Caffin, who uh, yep. in the fifties and sixties he won six drivers' premierships at Harold Park, and uh, he had a training operation there in, in Sydney, and uh, I think it was Granville, Onslow Street, Granville. Uh, tell us yep. a bit about your grandfather, and uh, of course, and a proud Indigenous person he was too. Yeah, of course he was, Toby. Mate, I uh, I remember the the stables there only as a child, of course. I was, yeah pretty young you know and the boys there that was um actually granville showground which is Parramatta speedway now so that's where the horses used to be trained mate back then obviously you know stables were were everywhere you you can imagine Parramatta road would have to kind of slow up and and stop i'm trying to get a comparison compared to Parramatta road in, in down in melbourne mate but um That'd be like trying to stop the M1 freeway, you know, yeah, like, and there'd be 40 yeah. horses go, go through. But, um, mate, they had a great success and great stables there. He was a, he was a master, master horseman, a drover by trade, and that's how he obviously got, you know, got involved with the horses and on the farrier's side and, and had a great... Um, a, a great affiliation also with the Aiken family and George Aiken, Dave's father and and which which run the uh the bloodstock the agency and uh down at homebush the livestock i should say mm-hmm. where they'd run the cattle and the sheep in and and yeah and that's where their affiliation began but that's how his involvement in the sport but he um he, he certainly dominated mate throughout throughout the 50s and i think as you say five driving premierships and and uh four or five in succession as as a, as a trainer but just known for his um 
his his ability with the young horses. Yeah. Toby, yeah. you know, which back in the fifties wasn't as 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 dominant as what we hear today. You know, like to have a horse broken in and gated as a as a, as a juvenile, it was a pretty big thing. You know, <laughs> back yeah. back then days, but um. He, he he was a great horseman, mate, and uh, the same as you know, it all passed off to my father. Um, you know, it might have kind of stopped a little there, but uh, <laughs> but we kind of you know we 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 plugged on, mate. You can't have everything, Toby. You know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I was going to ask you about that because he won. No, he didn't win too many feature open age races, but he won the three Sapling Stakes. He won the 61 New South yeah. Wales Oaks, like the Sapling Stakes with Dale's Gift, Great Cheer, Eden Monaro. And, I mean, he, he did have some pretty good open class horses. He had three into Dominion finalists, including one that was a trotter, which I wouldn't have thought there was too many trotters around up there back then. No, no, he had um, he had great success with trotters, mate. I think a horse. Um, or oh, I know every time I see, I catch up with Dave, he talks about Hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he was an injury plague uh, trotter, former pacer, injury plague trotter. But um, he won the Trotting Championships down at Melbourne. I think he was. Horse. Yep. Yeah, um, just down on the showgrounds there at Melbourne. I'm not sure if he was off twenty four or forty eight behind, and it was only eight. I think he told me that. He he went down. He was first up for twelve months. Won his heat in the morning, and they run the final in the in the afternoon or the night. And yeah, he was a, he was first up for twelve months and kind of won the, the Trotton Championships. But um, I think what stopped him from going in the inner Dominion Trotton, obviously he, he had um he had leg problems, the horse. And but he was he was a great you know a terrific trotter. Many say you know he I think he held a a record against the paces. Yeah, at Penrith, you know, just yeah, like sensational. Like it was two one for the twenty two ninety back in um Poor. in the late sixties sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he he was a great trotter, and he did, he had a couple of I think open class horses, Eden Monaro, and of course um he actually bred Don't Retreat, bred and sold him, um, and then he got him back later, and the father too. Like um, I think the horse done the rounds, like, but he was a, he was a terrific pacer kind of. Terrific in a Dominion sort of horse race in a Miracle Mile and place there. And Eden Monaro, as you said, he'd won a Saplings, and I'm sure he won heats of the Inner Dominion back uh, as an age pacer. But but I think uh, he his main he really loved the juveniles, mate. You know, he, he just seemed yep. to focus on the juveniles, and that that was a test for him, Toby. Yeah. Now that while we're still on Jim, the Jim Caffin play yep. must have been some sort of an honour when. We had Jimmy Brown actually on earlier in the show talking about how he came up basically with the initiative and Angler got on board. We went right through it. So what they've done there has been sensational, but some sort of an honour to the family. And, and what would Jim have said about that? Oh, he, mate, he, he'd have been stoked. He was a very humble man, but, but he really would have been stoked. Just the fact of being honoured, honoured like that, and he, he was a, a great horseman, which 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 most people most people do know. Kind of, it is a different generation these days, Toby. But mm. um, but um, oh, mate, he'd have been stoked, you know. And and hats off to to Jimmy 
Jimmy Brown, John Dumonty and Michael Brown who who did get it all up and rolling. You know, I I can't take any credit for that, mate. I was just kind of there just to enjoy the ride sort of yeah, sort yeah. of scenario, Toby. I'm um, pretty lackadaisical. <laughs> I, I pitched to Jimmy that uh Melton should do it into the into Dominion night this year as well. We should have an all indigenous race and uh I reckon we could get you a ticket to that. It'd be sensational at Melton on, on that uh, grand final night. Oh, mate, I, I, I'd be stoked for that, Toby. I don't venture past, uh, too far past the Central Coast, so it'd be great to kind of be like going overseas for me. It's, you know? it's, dry, it's dry and sunny down here. Don't you worry about that. Yes. Oh, not that I'd ever kind of say anything bad about Melbourne, but we're really yeah, we're really copping the, 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 the bottom end of the uh, weather in New South Wales. And, you know, at the moment, Toby, yeah, I'd be happy to be anywhere bar here at the moment. So... So your dad, Cyril, followed in your grandfather's footsteps. And, and I'll just run you through a list. You'll have to bear with me for a minute here. 80, yep. 82, Carousel, Cinder's Way. 79, Goulburn Cup, Tartan Words. 79, J.D. Watts, Lehigh Lad. 81, Renshaw Cup. Uh, it's hard to read my writing sometimes. Something Frost. Michael Frost, is it? Uh, 79. Yep, New... would have been Yep, 79. Mm-hmm. New South Wales Derby. Run, Joe, run. 74. Queensland Derby. Don't retreat. 79. Queensland Derby. Run, Joe, run. 87. Two-year-old Gold Crown. Rocket, Jason. And 1980 Tatlow as well, plus the 1968 Australian Trotting Championship on Hammerhead. An Inter Dominion final when second with Lehigh Lad in 1982, mate. Your grandfather is a legend of the sport, and there's a fairly good list for your father, Cyril, as well. Yeah, yeah. Listen, he definitely, he definitely was a sensational horseman all around, of course, but a, a sensational driver. He was a freelance driver. Uh, as a trainer, he, um, look, he he done extremely well, but he was more kind of. It was more for for the for the owner, more so. He kind of wouldn't cop too much. He'd prefer to train for. For someone he he had time for more than um you know just yeah. somebody who who was just just using you know just yeah, yeah, using yeah. for for their ability but um mate he um he he loved the uh, freelance driving side of things and he was obviously associated with so many good stables I think like you say we're talking Illsley's Joe Illsley and Kevin Kevin uh, Robinson who's got a great affiliation through like and actually related and Binskins. Which related to as there were a lot of Trotton families, you know, like Darren Vincent's second cousin, and and all through kind of marriage in the families and that. But um, there's certainly plenty of Trotton pacing in his blood, sort of thing, Davey. Yeah. So, so take us back to you as say a ten year old. You know, were you just off to the trots here, there, and everywhere with Dad, and and just loving loving going, and and were you right in it as a as a young bloke? As a young boat mate, it was uh, a little bit of a whether you like it or not. Yeah, you, you were kind of in the car, and I, I remember kind of, I remember being half asleep in the in his driver's bag. They'd have these old, their big leather kind of driver's bag, and you'd be like, as a kid, like you say, you'd be kind of half snuggled up there and and asleep, kind of late at night, late nights, and. Yeah, and it was just basically just getting carted around the trots, but we loved it, mate. Well, of course, everyone known knows Penrith for you know we've got a terrific hill there, real family atmosphere, and Fairfield, and 
And of course, Bankstown more so, whereas Harold Park, I, I think we, it was a Friday night always late. So mm. we've well, we seen to miss quite a few of the, the Friday nighters, mate. But uh, we got carted around the, the whole, the, the state, I should say, you know, with the racing in that, mate. But um, as an interest, always, you know, of course, interested in the horses, but not as... Not as much as people would think, you know, it was more of a hindrance. I'd be watching kind of cartoons and you'd get the call up to drive a <laughs> bit of track work when you're 12 or 13 and, yeah, you yeah. know, you didn't want to leave kind of the road runner or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam to kind of go and drive some horse and you'd be kicking stones on the way out, you know, and <laughs> but you'd go and work one because like, one of the boys hadn't turned up or, or something along yeah. them lines, you yeah. know. <laughs> And it was just one of them things, yeah, you kind of jump off and toddle back in, you know, toddle back inside and make yourself a, a milkshake and sit down and watch the cartoons again. You'd, you'd, done your, you'd done your quota. It wasn't until I was probably 14, Toby, I reckon I got real keen, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a few months and we'd go, and I think it was the fact that they loved the fact of the races. We'd kind of jump in the back of the gooseneck and off the Harold Park would go and watch. Um, had a little mare at the time, well, my father did, of course, um, Lestace, and we'd go and watch her race. And, and she was kind of, well, she was the start of my breeding career. I actually did drive her once. And, yeah, what the breed I kind of breed with now too, Toby, you know. So that, that got us keen and we went and, Went and done our dues there, mate, and then it wasn't long after where I was kind of up out of bed and looking to drive track work instead of kind of, you know, kicking and, you know, kicking and carrying on about it. She she was no champion last day. She only won the seven races, but obviously it was important. There was another little mare as well I found. Only had the four race starts without a placing, but I think you'll say she was pretty important to your career in harness racing. It was a mare called Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, she was. Um, well, she come through. She come through like my father and myself as a um, as a two hundred dollar water debt through John McNamee, To be honest, John McNamee, a, a noted harness racing trainer driver yeah. at Only Dream. He was a terrific little filly. Um, they were good mates. My father and John. And John lived across the road, and he had a mare with Thorhan over mare called Roxanne, who. She only had a few runs. That was for John, and uh, apparently they'd put a stack on her, and she hadn't performed, so they wanted to get rid of her. But they, um, and John had owed the old man a couple of hundred just for water, and he said, "Give her to her as a brood mare." So, <laughs> and which was the first horse I ever bred, a, a little filly by Tejans King, who of course um, trained and trained by my father, owned by Eddie Fitzgerald, who was a long-term client, and. Uh, Terrific horse, Tejans King, and was the first horse I ever actually won my black type race on a size stakes race when I was, I think, 17 or 18. Yeah, it kind of went on to be a long story, and <laughs> I won't bore you to death with it, Toby, but some some of the horses which I bred out of there kind of really got me into the game. A horse called Rockola who won yeah. 11 in town for me. He was a, he was a terrific horse, mate. I'd kind of... You'd, You'd have your you'd have your your wages on him, mate, and he just he didn't he never failed the splatter. He, I'd set him a couple of tasks too. He'd point him in the direction. He'd do a bit of work and <laughs> do a power of work early, but he'd keep going, mate. He he won eleven in town, and I think um, yeah, seventeen, right. sixteen or seventeen races. Yeah, I think probably thirteen places, and 
maybe the other 13 or 15 times he he just yeah we, we weren't too interested I shouldn't say that but uh <laughs> yeah he was he was a good horse to us Toby he's a really good trier could do a bit of work you know so, something obviously happened he won five of his last nine and most of them were metros at Harold Park yeah yeah he, he was a great horse I think he won three three twice and like you say then four on, on the trot at Harold yeah. Park he'd done an annual ligament unfortunately yeah. made he, um, his last start there he, he was caught wide I wasn't driving him I was being a little upset about the run but uh, he was wide the journey and they'd run blistering time and he ran the lead straightening and you could see he just pulled up lame and done an annual ligament so it was unfortunate he was just on the cusp of um like, all, definitely yeah. not a like a, a good good yeah good cup horse maybe like a you know racing the truer sort of thing but uh, like certainly I wouldn't say a, a grand circuit horse but he was you know when the others were kind of down I th- he would have been the sort of horse he just would have kept going yeah the nice country cup horse sort of thing Toby he would have been would have been nice you know <laughs> but but it wasn't to be mate unfortunately that's racing as we all know it. And you're still in the sport today. That mare, Roxanne, she just kept producing winners for you for a long time. But you're still battling away in the sport today with a few, I see. I'm I'm still battling away, Toby. I've got a little horse way out west, another horse done deal. Very consistent little horses. Um, mate, and it was, I have to say, it was a little bit with the uh, the JC cap and plate. It got me back a little bit keen. I'd nearly yeah. pulled the pin. But uh, it got me back keen, mate, and I, I now kind of, we sold one at the sales, I sold one at the sales, of course, uh, in partnership with my mother, who kind of sometimes has to fund the, the, uh, the dream, but uh, we sold one at the sales last year for 30000 and um, I've got a little um, American Ideal cult now, weanling, I've just weaned off its mother, and about to go in foal, but I have got a couple of horses. They're handy little horses, mate. They um they get around there and will always kind of running in the first three sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. Probably on just on the cups of on the cusp of uh, that way out west, maybe making a metro horse. We won't kind of put the ass, we won't put the pressure on him yet, Toby. But uh, I think he'll get there. Is that Lorraine, your mother, or is that your wife? No, no, that's my mother. That yeah. that's my mother. Toby, oh, listen, mate, I, I don't think anyone else would put up with me, to be honest, Toby. But, um, yeah, no, that's, that's her. She's got no choice. It's family, mate. But, um, yeah. Now, I, I asked no. this question to Jimmy. I've got a bit of a theory, and uh, we've still got a couple of minutes left. I, I think Indigenous yep. Australians are underrepresented in harness racing, and Jimmy talked a bit about creating better pathways, which is really true. And do you feel there's an underrepresentation with Indigenous Australians in harness racing? Oh, probably, probably, Toby. Like as we all know, it's an extremely hard sport to to just kind of put yourself out there to be involved. Like, unfortunately, like the, mm. the costs have gone just the cost of everything like we all we're all aware of just cost of living these days but um i think the cost of the, the racing it, it makes it hard for somebody just to just to just be involved and to get that start in the industry yeah. mate like I, I worked a full-time job pretty much all my life toby and had a couple of horses i remember i was working with a bricky crew like narrabeen for about well four or five years when I was stabled at Condal Park where I'd kind of do the run to the North Shore and like which is an hour and a half in the traffic and I'd do a trip 
before I left and then when I got home I'd do another trip I'd have four in work sort of thing mate and it was a it was a solid slog sort of thing you could do it while you're young Toby but it's it's yeah. it's very hard mate they should and I think um stable and on course as we all know like I've got a property I've got a property here it's certainly no um you know no a magnificent establishment, but it, it serves its purpose. We we have our own track here, but I know the maintenance, mate. Just um, yeah, just up, keep everything going, mate. It, it's extremely hard, Toby. You know, I, I need to work the extra job and need a little bit of luck along the way to kind of just to keep the dream alive, mate. You know, <laughs> well, that's it. So I I do think we need a bit more just to help people along with these training centres, maybe. You know, yep, mate. Absolutely fantastic to go down memory lane with you and what your family's done is pretty amazing when you think and stop and look back at it over 20 minutes. And thanks for coming on and sharing it. And I hope I'll see you at the end of the year at Melton Melton driving in a race. That'd be fantastic. Oh, we'll be there with bells on, Toby. I'll be glad to be there, mate. (laughs) All right. Thanks, David, so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. There's David Caffin. one of the better bloodlines in harness racing, that is. His, his grandfather a legend, his dad a legend as well, and a proud uh, Indigenous Australian and a proud harness racing person as well. He could pretty, came through strong and thick. We're a li- we're, let's get to the 11.30 news. The other side, a very special guest in Mary Hanna, a six-time Australian Olympian. I caught up with her not that long ago. It was only a few weeks ago, but it's well worth reliving. It was one of my favourite, favourite chats.